Welcome to the family with Hackmaster, Ralph Toby Basham, MD. Realtor extraordinaire, Catherine Brooks. <laughs> Andy Bramberg. <laughs> and just a normal Cassie Schrader. <laughs> Here we just go. Just the boring old me. Yeah. <laughs> Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> so apparently Harrods is in trouble for being the Grinch who stole Christmas. Where's the best place to be single in America? And Andy, I told you not to buy that watch, but you bought it anyway. Oh, right the billion this. dollar one? Why don't you ruin the story? <laughs> we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Hollywood, Hollywood swinging. We are here... And Kristen is, is there. there. <laughs> okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Where is the bear with Kristen? <clears throat> so, Kristen, I I told Andy not to buy that watch, but he went ahead and bought it anyway. He's made of money. Pettifully, he bought it. $31 million for a watch. Oh, what wow. a great investment. So that's a true story. Somebody, and they, they haven't revealed who it is, of course. Some idiot. Somebody paid $31 million for a watch. And what's the provenance of this watch? Is it some unfamous wear yeah, or was, touch it? Yeah. The <laughs> most famous watch before this that was sold for $17.7 million belonged to Paul Newman. Rolex. Who cares? It was a Rolex, yeah. That's exactly. uh, yeah, who there cares? You go. Who... Tax fraud. It was a charity auction. Ah. Uh, oh, so it's tax fraud. Isn't there a limit how much you can give and write off? Yeah, Kristen, you so. paid $31 million for a watch. What, what, what would you say about that? I don't wear a watch, so yeah, you I don't even wear a watch. watch. I, have, I have like three really nice watches sitting in my house because I just use my phone. I've never worn Except a watch. Wearing... Yeah, there we go. Charitable, charitable deductions. You have a watch on right now. Can go up to fifty percent of your AGI. So as long as this guy is makes income. sixty-four million dollars a year, which odds are he does, he now gets to write half of that off. Mm. What's that on your wrist? Half. Well. That doesn't matter because he, he spent gets the, the other money. half anyway. Yeah, he spent the money. He spent thirty-seven million or whatever to write off thirty-seven million. Uh, I don't understand. Did and you now know? he has a watch because it was a charitable deduction. So not only did he get to write the money off, he also now has a watch that's ostensibly worth millions. So 
Anybody who has that kind of money, could you please call me? I'd like to be your real estate agent. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to dump me for them. I'll get rid of Tom. Tom, and, Tom, and, Tom. I'm your, your self-esteem <laughs> issues are really They're blowing up in my face. <laughs> They're blowing up in my face. Is that it? All right, so here's the deal. Someone is about to have a very well-adorned wrist. Christie's held its charity-only watch auction in Geneva on Saturday to help raise money for research on Duchenne muscular dystrophy as ever, and every other year event that features dozens of luxury timepieces and one-of-a-kind Patek Philippe earned the title of the most expensive wristwatch ever sold. $31 million for a wristwatch, Alex. That's Did you buy it? a lot of cash. Because yeah. he didn't say who bought it, so I'm assuming it was you. Uh, it was a Grandmaster Chime reference number 6300A010, mm. 18-carat oh, yes, solid gold. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a bit fancy. heavy. Yeah, really. Fancy. Fancy. Pretty fancy $31 million watch. Is that what you're saying? Fancy. Yeah, that's fancy. It's a fancy oh, $31 gold. million. I would never want to wear it either. That would be the other thing. You either that oh. sounds like a museum yeah. piece to me. Yeah, that would be for sure. Well, 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 yeah. What museum you go to is hey, let's say hey, look at a bunch of watches. I mean, how long would that take? Five minutes? Yeah, no. Well, so, look, I looked at my watch just now. There it says are eleven twenty one watch collectors. Absolutely. In fact, when I wore yep. in yep. shopping, the watch shows were some of the most profitable. Really? Were they really? Indeed. Yes. Yes. I mean, there are major watch collectors yeah, out there. Yeah, I, tons I, of forums on them. That, that was a big deal at the network. Yeah, I see a lot of guys still wearing watches. I don't see that many women doing it. No. No. Are the people... A lot of women wear Apple watches now. I find yeah. that yeah. to be... Yeah. Because it's kind of your... You don't have to carry your phone all the time. And also, if you're someone that likes a Fitbit, it can work as your Fitbit. Right. Yeah, I could see that I'd all happening. I'd rather be inconvenient yeah, by I my wear, phone. I wear a smartwatch, and I love it. When you when you go to the watch shows, are the, are the, are the people selling, they're all inside, like, these big trench coats. They open the trench coats, and the watches are hanging inside there. Is that the way they do it? Who's going to the watch show? Are you going to the watch show? No, I'm not going to the watch show. Who's going on to the watch show? No, I'm not going to the watch show. I think that would be like watching paint dry, lead paint dry. Get it? You work the word watch in there twice, meaning different things. Yeah. Watch me as I watch my watch. Ooh. Okay, you are definitely Dr. Susie today. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Dr. Susie. <laughs> yes. All right, I want to run this by the four Susie, women. I like that it's Dr. Susie. <laughs> We're going to run this by the four women and the two men. Uh, the worst and best places in America to be single. The worst is probably like Japan. No, 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 LA. in America. Oh, in America. Uh, worst mm. place. LA. What do they mean, worst place the to be single? The north tip of Alaska. It's trying to get. Minneapolis is pretty bad. Like, is oh, is it to be single? Yeah, I was single when I lived lived in Minneapolis, and I found that everyone had already married at a very young age That's in true. Minneapolis. And so being really, um, yeah, yeah, and so be where in Los Angeles or in New York City, if you're in your late twenties and you're single, you have tons of people to hang out with that aren't married because no one gets married till their thirties usually. But in Minneapolis, everyone was already like twenty five with three kids hanging off the shopping cart. So it was really hard socially for me when I lived there. And hmm. little known fact, the highest per capita gay population in the United States is Minneapolis. Yeah. Really? It used to be yeah. Honolulu, didn't it? It may have been, yeah. I think it used what to be about Honolulu. San Francisco? No, or New but, York. No, the largest number of gays may be in San Francisco, but the per capita per capita oh, right, okay. largest right. in in Minneapolis. So huh. a lot of guys taken off uh, of your interest list right there too. I got I just thought of something when you're talking about marrying young Alex, how old were you when you got married? 25, right? <laughs> yeah, you were 25 when you got married, yeah, right? She was. Sure. You don't know how old you were when you got well, married? You've been married five years and I you're 30. Remember. So that'd Sounds be 25. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Even I can do that math. Yeah. <laughs> Alex got married at 25. Her mother got married at 25. Mm. Andy. Andy was... got married at 32. You His got father got married, married at 32. Yeah, I actually commented on that. A couple weeks ago with Melissa that it's a very weird coincidence. Mom and I also had kids at the same no. Pretty close. You were, it means the ladies were more older. mature. <laughs> Ready to get married. <laughs> okay, that's not Dr. Susie. That's not no. Dr. Seuss. It's more like Popeye. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What is that? Weird. Okay, I'm gonna go it's through the Tom ten Bernardi. I'm uncomfortable. The ten worst cities in America to be single. Okay. Okay, you ready? Hialeah, Florida. 
Well, it's because everybody there is 110. <laughs> you be single in Hialeah, Florida. So they're saying it's bad to be single there because it's hard to find somebody to right. get together with? Okay. Or right. just not, not a pop and night well, scene. Yeah, like what's, what, is, yeah, what's what does the, it mean, worst place? Well, when you have dinner at four and... Uh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Well, I know, exactly. I know, like big cities are <laughs> terrible places to be single if you're trying to get. Like, I have I have friends in New York, London, and they're like, it's horrible being single because everyone just wants to be single. Yeah. So if you're single and you want to try to find somebody to date, especially it's... your gay guy friend. Oh yeah. my goodness! License All plates right, and everything. Remembered. Are you going to be on the show today? Delivered. No, I'm, I'm not. Delivered. You got Ooh, nothing. screws and everything. You Thank you. With Pat and J Lo to try to. I'm doing the sales job for your radio station. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Pat and J Lo. Trying to get the Nissan stores to pick up that Toyota thing. What time are you going to meet them? Uh, noon. Noon? In Maple Grove. All right, never mind. Never mind. I thought we got a bonus round from Doug Sprinthal, but no such luck. Bonus <laughs> round. This is a bonus round. How are you doing, Doug? It's good to see you. Always right. Thank, you. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Why don't you just put him on the car if you're a real man? <laughs> I don't listen to him. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. And it's too right. cold. That's yeah. true. Too cold. You have no tools. Cold. That's true. Thank you. Please I have no tools. Uh, I'll do it, in, I'll do it in my listeners. heated garage. Kristen yeah. and listeners, uh, the uh, Doug Sprinthal Walzer Automotive Group brought Catherine's new license plates to her. That's why we're ripping on them. Well, if you were a real man, you would have put them on. It's like, oh, I, I don't have any tools. Well, every single yeah. Thursday for the last, like, six weeks, he looks at me and goes, oh, I forgot. You got your license plates. <laughs> okay, so, so, Kristen, you've lived here. Yes, I have. It is November 12th. What is the high today in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota? Or just no, not even the high today. What's the temperature right now in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota? Am I supposed to guess? Yep. yep. Uh, um, I'll say 32. Normally, well, that's wish. a great guess. That's what it is right here. 13 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I don't miss living there in the winter. Oh, she starts laughing at us. That's we real live nice. a, we live I do. So you we, know why? Um, we are unseasonably warm, which isn't yeah. necessarily a good thing, as we all know, but the mm. high today is going to be 80. Well, do you no. think it's unseasonably warm because you're uh, global warming or global cooling? Or both? <laughs> I know. I, I will say that the seasons have changed here and that our summer ends probably late November, early December now, where it used to end late September, early October. You know why? This year. Yeah, and it's hotter in L.A. now, too, isn't but it? But you know why? Yeah. Fire produces a lot of heat, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, right now. Uh, there are 35 million people living in that area, yeah. so that might have something to do with We're it being a little warmer. Hot air. Yeah, yeah, with your car it's culture. It's hot air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all there. cars. Yeah, the L.A.'s all cars. What I, I've always enjoyed the fact that the people who are the biggest perpetrators are all the ones that bitch the loudest. Mm-hmm. You people in L.A. don't walk anywhere. You drive everywhere you go. <laughs> And there are millions of you, and it's Kristen Burt's. It's your fault. If ever, if anyone comes to my neighborhood, they will see me walking to the post office and Which Starbucks is right next door. and CVS. Wait a minute! It's walking not. to the walking to this post office <laughs> in the lobby of your building is not walking to the post office. <laughs> oh no! I walk. To, I it's a oh, mile no. to my post office. Can Can you walk to uh, Pavilions? I shop at Ralph's, but I can walk to Ralph's on Trader Joe's and um, Gelson's. Oh, Gelson's, yeah, nice. But LA yeah. isn't really. If known I want to go fancy, oh. I got fancy. And then I've I've got Whole Foods, but that requires really. It's a car. It's a little bit further away. Yeah. But LA is not known as a walking, no. walkable city. No. It's not. No, not I chose because I came from New York City. I prefer having a neighborhood where everything yes. is accessible because nice. I don't want to be in my car all the time. I agree. Um, so that's why I moved to the location I'm in. But. Mm-hmm. Other people, if I, I always think like if I was another half mile, a mile away, I wouldn't have the same accessibility I do right now. There you go. What do you think of that? I would think an electric bike would be good in L.A. Well, you to think. dodge all that traffic. There's too many cars. They ignore the. They don't follow the rules of the road, so no, no, it's not great to be in a bike. Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about that before the show started. On the way over here, I had two women. One of them twice. The other one once. Two women blow through a stop sign and pull right in front of me. 
didn't even bother to stop for a second at the stop sign. Pulled right in front of me. And Tom will be mad about this for four days. No, for yeah. four months. He will not let go. Four weeks at least. At least four weeks. <laughs> Possible. Okay, I'm going to run through these worst places to live for you single. Yeah. Hylia, Florida, Shreveport, Louisiana, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Yonkers, New York, uh, Columbia, Maryland, South Burlington, Vermont, Brownsville, Texas, Glendale, California, Pembroke Pines, what? Florida. Yeah, Be- Glendale, California's in there. That's L.A., essentially. That's, yeah. You just might as well just say L.A. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And then Pearl City, Hawaii is the worst place to live if you're single. Uh really? It, which would be kind of weird. Like maybe they're just, there's nobody there to meet. What was the criteria for this? Yeah. I, I think that that's important. I just think there's no one there for you to meet. Well, that's the whole problem. There's nobody your age there, I guess. Yeah. I can speak to personal experience, not personal experience, but personal secondary experience. You know, Josh, my son, is uh, dating there, and it is... It is exactly like they said. It's just these, everybody wants to be single, or they yeah. have this absolute mm-hmm. focus on a career, and it's just a lot a, of narcissism. It's, it's a, uh, maybe a lot of narcissism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. outside chance. It, it, it's it's uh, it's just been, it's been a difficult uh, experience for them because they just they're just people right. There no women there that really looking for a commitment, looking for uh, a change in what they're doing now. It's it's a fascinating kind of a thing. So yeah, it's that's right. a real thing. All right, the best places to live if you're single. Anyone have a choice? The one best Chicago. place? Chicago, you say? Okay. New York. Yeah. New York. Vegas. Chicago. Vegas. Las Vegas. Anyone else? Mm, Austin, Texas. All right. Number 10, Portland, Maine. Number 9, Seattle, Washington. Number 8, Madison, Wisconsin. Number 7 is Los Angeles, California. Oh, gosh. What? Number six is Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Number five is Portland, Oregon. So Portland, Maine, and Portland, Oregon, they both made the list. Is this just a heat map of the amount of single people? I was going to say, I feel like it kind of is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. San Diego's number four, San Francisco number three, Denver number two, and Atlanta is the number one best place to be if you're single. Really? Denver's number two. Denver's number two. Yep. Interesting. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know if you need get off your ass and need to meet if somebody. You're single and ready to make Chicago. I tell all my friends who want to get married, I'm like, you need to move to Chicago because the men are ambitious and interesting, and they want to get married and have babies. Well, that's a good thing. It I, is a great thing. I did not know. I don't. I don't know why LA is on that list because I find most of my and I had this too when I was single. It's a really hard city to date in. Did Harder you, than New York City. Did you know that half of you United States adults are unmarried? Half of them. Uh, I think that's about right. What ages? Uh, just as adults. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking 18-year-olds, <laughs> then I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a fake adult. But I'm, most of my oh. friends, I mean, a lot of my friends are not married. And oh, really? It's been a choice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say it's probably about 50-50. A lot of people just chose not to get married, find it too difficult. Find sure. It, or some people got married and divorced and were like, that was good. I don't want to experience it again. It's not that they're opposed to having a committed relationship, but I think for a lot of people, marriage is not the end-all be-all the way it was for other generations. Yeah. And I think Gen X kind of led the way on that, but I think we're seeing millennials even carry that even further. We will be right back more with Kristen Burt and the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Perfect. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof that dream can come true. 
Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. All right, Kristen, I have to ask you a question. Yes. Do you ever watch Black Jesus? Oh my God. No. It is the best show on television. You need to watch it because it's extremely funny. And you want me to tell you why it's so funny? Tell me why. Because I think we had this discussion last year on Black Jesus. We did. Black Jesus is about six foot ten, probably weighs about 300 pounds. And he's uh, got a parole officer because he's a felon. <laughs> Jesus is a felon in the show. And he's got a, his best friend's name is Booney. Right? <laughs> Booney is almost as big as Jesus. Very broad-shouldered, big guy, big black guy, right? So they go and visit their parole officer, and the parole officer's girlfriend is there, and she's a very young white woman who has nothing but African art in her house, knows all about Africa, knows more about black people than lived black people Africa. do. Lived in Africa. She knows more about black people than anybody else on earth. So she says, Booney, I think it would be great if you would t- take the time and go to Africa for a while and enjoy the, your country of origin. You should go to Africa. And he says, yeah, I don't know about that. I got to be honest with you because, you know, I like to run. I like to get some exercise, get outside and run. And I don't know if I could run in all that dirt and monkey shit. <laughs> Oh. And what does she say? That is highly offensive. That's highly offensive. <laughs> Dirt and monkey shit. <laughs> it is, Kristen, it is the funniest show on television by far. It's not even close. I don't think you're allowed to laugh at any of that. Is it, is it still? I, I don't think that's my kind of genre. Oh, come on, you big baby. I, it's I definitely not it. for everybody. You hate, hate it? it? Oh, of course she does. How can you, you hate not, Black Jesus? You could not any white Black woman Jesus. under the age of 50 is programmed yeah. to hate no, that just, stuff. No, 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 it's, not, it's not that I find it like, <laughs> oh, that's offensive and that's whatever. I'm just like, it's just not funny. Oh, God. Oh. It's, funny. it's incredibly funny. I just don't, I just don't get it. It's like oh, South, I, get it? I find oh. it like South Park. I don't. It's like, we're trying to be hilarious. It's like, mm. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Another great line. You know, John Witherspoon just died, right? John Witherspoon, the actor. Well, he's a character in it as well. And he's talking to a friend, and Jesus walks by, and his friend goes, look over there, it's Black Jesus. Go talk to Black Jesus. He goes, no, I'm not talking to Black Jesus. I hate Black Jesus. He goes, you hate Black Jesus? Why do you hate Black Jesus? He took away my alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not laugh at that, Alex? It's very funny. He I took like away my out. alcoholism. <laughs> it's very funny. Like I said, it's definitely not for everybody. Well, I suppose I don't not. think it's ever going to have a broad audience. No. 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 <laughs> Probably no. not. No, it will not. And then it, oh, I'll close with this one. When Charlie Murphy was still alive, he was on the show as well. Oh, so wow. now John Witherspoon and Charlie Murphy are both dead. Yeah. But Charlie Murphy was the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> he was the building monitor or whatever you call him. He comes and knocks on the door, and they open the door, and it was like five black guys in this apartment. He goes, hey, man, let me tell you something. Three, you're going to have to go, because we got a two-big-end rule in this building. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest. Oh, I miss uh, him. Yeah, you should watch it, because it's the greatest thing that ever happened to television. Okay, I think that's an over-exaggeration. <laughs> it's either an exaggeration or it isn't. Nothing. Oh, it's not an over exaggeration. It's just an exaggeration. Oi. Oi. Dirt and monkey shit. Let me just say that again. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm moving on. Back to entertainment. Okay. 
Back to the I know, oh. I'm literally like, what? All right, so here we go, yeah. Kristen. Runs off on a wild yeah, tangent. No, we're not off on a wild tangent. Yeah, you are. I will tell you <laughs> something, Kristen, and everybody else at this table here in Minneapolis, or actually in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, that Catherine just, her eyes just dried from last night. Oh, I know. We Tim watched, Lammers keeps telling Tim us about Lammers. these sad movies. Did you watch Racing in the Rain or whatever? Yes, yes. we did. Oh, I no. told you not to <laughs> I told you not to watch that. Oh, did you already tell her not to watch it? Yes. I went to the premiere and I was like, why would we need to make this movie? It is just nothing but sad. Like, horrible things happen left and right. No. And, you know, and then the animal stuff I'm super sensitive to. Because then too. I'm just like, oh, my God, this gets even sadder. It's just sad porn is what it is. It's so you can ugly sad cry. Sad porn. They need tissues before and after I know, the but premiere. It mm-hmm. didn't make you just, time. didn't it just make you love dogs even more, though? <laughs> Didn't it just make you love them even more? Mm-hmm. Well, that's they're better They're such than noble beasts. Noble beasts. Yeah, when I think of Jude, I think of a noble beast. <laughs> Jude is not a noble beast, but a, a beast. lot of dogs are noble beasts. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Here's a noble beast, uh, how, how noble Jude is a beast. Jude. I can always tell when Catherine has left the house because I can hear him barking from four blocks away. Yeah. Jesus, he barks loud. He does have a piercing bark. He does. All right, so in any case, we did watch The Art of Driving in the Rain, which I thought... Uh, which is a terrible, Amelia. terrible title for the movie. I know it it's based on a book. Kevin Costner. They should he, just be like sad yeah. dog movie. Yeah. Sad dog. <laughs> Sad dog movie. Great title. Dan and I were watching. It's called Marley and Me, but not. Yeah. Dan and I were at a movie, and a trailer played for that, and he heard, and Dan really loves Kevin Costner, and he heard Kevin Mm -hmm. Costner's voice, and he was like, oh, we should see this movie. And he has like this weird emotional attachment to car racing because he used to go with his friend Ross and whatever. Okay. And he was like, oh my God, I totally need to go see this. And he realized it was a sad dog movie, and he was like, God damn it. There's no way I can watch that. Oh, it's so, like, yeah. it's so amazing. What an, It is a great movie, I thought. It didn't do well at the box office. See, though. I think that it's important. No, it's sad. But yeah. it's important to have sad, sad movies. Yes, it is, it is. Because, no. I mean, we don't have sad no, movies it's, anymore. It's, it's, no. it's terrible to have sad movies because no. people are sad if you go to just no, sad movies. There's not one that make you cry from, like... Don't be such a baby. Two minutes in to the end of the movie, where you're just like, I looked at my friend uh, when I went to the premiere with her, and I was like, "Why is this a movie?" Seriously, like, <laughs> crying my mascara off. Well, yeah, I mean, at least Marley and Me was like, it was happy until the last, you know, twenty minutes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you knew that that was coming, but this yeah. this had so much tragedy through the whole thing. Yeah. It was horrible. I know the universe and was I crapping all over that and guy. He's one of my favorite actors. Oh, he's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. He's great. Sexiest vegetarian. What? He was voted one of the sexiest vegetarians. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. No, he was voted the sexiest vegetarian. Oh, the sexiest vegetarian. Okay, Milo. Well, he is very sexy. I've loved him since Gilmore Girls, so. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was on Gilmore Girls. He was the troubled boyfriend. But Gary Cole was yeah. really good in it. You had, uh, you had all kinds of people. Seyfried. Seyfried, really. I want to. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the story Seyfried, was pretty yeah. bad, and the writing wasn't that great. I, I didn't what? Know, but it, Person just a dog it. did a great job porn. of dying. It's <laughs> sad porn. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that dog so could act. Die. Look at so many people. Like, it's not just the dog that dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know what would have been great? Well, who cares about it's the too people? too late now, but wouldn't it have been great if they <laughs> had a dog movie like that that was narrated by Marlon Brando? Oh, my God. How great would it have been to have Marlon talk, a dog talking like Marlon? Marlon would be more like a cat. He, yeah. Yeah. You could see him being a cat. Yeah. Much yeah. more than a dog. A grumpy cat. Yeah, grumpy cat. Yeah, the very, did, yeah. You ever, did you ever interview him, Kristen? I did not. He was yeah, he's probably dead before you moved there, wasn't he? <laughs> I... I have a story about that, as a matter of fact. I, uh, Louis Anderson sent me Jackie Gleason's actual golf club so I could play a couple of rounds because I adore Jackie Gleason. And he said, these were gold-plated golf clubs, by the way. Of course they were. And every yeah. club on the back of the club was imprinted the great one. Oh, my God. And uh, we're playing. Kendall Norberg and I are playing. We're on the 18th tee. We're almost done. I've had two heroes in Hollywood in my life that would be Jackie Gleason and Marlon Brando. 
I love those two guys. So we're wrapping up. We got one more hole to play with Jackie Gleason's gold-plated golf clubs, the great one. And the pro drives up on a golf cart and says, Tom, I had to come out and tell you, Marlon Brando just died. I couldn't get one more hole in with both of them. Yeah. You know, was he just asking for people to steal his clubs, though? I mean. Yeah, they're gold-plated. Look over there. (laughs) Look at that bird, Jackie. Although, I will tell you, the golf bag was about the size of this room. It's the biggest golf bag yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. It's he an Al Jervix bag. He was a definitely yeah, exactly. a go big or go home kind of guy. Yeah, he was a go big or go yeah. home kind of yeah, guy. He really but, was. You know, what a great, great era that was. Jackie Gleason and Marlon Brando and all those. But man, talent. Unbelievable talent. And then I got yelled at by Maureen O'Hara. And knows how I pronounced her name. Because I had her on the show. I introduced her our special guest, Maureen O'Hara. She goes, my name is not Maureen. It's Maureen. Yeah. She Maureen. got very upset with me. That's the Irish way. United to States Marine. I am Maureen. Yeah, Maureen. Maureen. Okay, there, douchey. Hard That's to what say, I mean. but Maureen. Ah, oh, you'll get over it. Everything will be fine, don't you think? Why is everybody mad yeah. at Harrods? Do you know? Do you know this, Kristen? Why is everybody mad at Harrods in London? Oh, I don't know. Oh no! The cheese hall isn't big enough. This I don't is, know. I thought, I, well, isn't, What's in, happening in Harrods in London? Isn't England kind of considered a pretty much a socialist country? Mm, kind no. of. No, it's got another name. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, this well, it's, a, is, it's a something monarchy. This was not a good idea in England, Harrods. Starting on Friday, Harrods Department Store in London will open the doors to its Christmas Grotto, a snow-covered woodland filled with sparkling surprises that will leave little ones mesmerized through Christmas Eve, including a visit with Father Christmas himself. But those little ones will need caretakers with fat wallets uh, because you have to pay a ton to get in. Oh, no. Uh, That's kind of Grinchman. Come on. It is great. I know, but can You're you imagine right. how many people would be oh, trying to get in there? Yeah. I it mean, would be ruined. Yeah. It would be, you it wouldn't probably be, would be overwhelmed. But has it been open to everybody else in prior years? Nope. Because that's, if it has, so it's new, and you have to spend a, a, a certain amount to get in. And what's that certain amount base? The lowest amount you can spend and get in, into $25. Christmas Grotto? 25 bucks. 25 bucks. Anybody else? I was going to say 50 The base amount? Uh, spend at least this amount to get into the Christmas Grotto. Thirty dollars. Two thousand. Five hundred. Twenty five hundred dollars. What? Yeah. Oh, it has to be a typo. No, no, it's not a typo. It's in that's here several outrageous. times. Twenty five hundred dollars. I'd be like, that's your <laughs> Christmas gift. You get to go see Santa. Yeah, you get to go see Santa for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> no, that's you didn't buy it. I, I will tell you, for people who can afford it, it's going to be a must. Thing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. must, you know, must have you be been to the grotto? People <laughs> who want to have it on their Instagram account and be like, we made it to the grotto. That's yeah. what happens, and they know that that's what happens. Oh, so you know what? They don't care if they get a backlash about this. No. You Kristen, you're a genius. You know why you're a genius? Why? Just because. It hasn't opened yet, and it's fully booked. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Wow. See, I could be a marketing manager. You I are a marketing it's, manager. Doesn't it do- is psycho it's psychological and that's all it is. Like, oh God forbid I miss out on this Christmas grotto mm-hmm. and my neighbors, you know, don't yeah. see my Instagram photo of me and my twenty five hundred dollar Santa. No. So uh, who owns Herod's now? Is it still the I don't know. An Arab guy? Oh, well, that's right. It was the guy that was driving the car that killed the princess, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I don't know if he still owns it or not. That well, family owned it. I know that. Well, the family would own it. He wouldn't own it because he's... Because he's dead? Yeah, he might be dead. <laughs> he might be. Hey, isn't that princess Dodie. die on the radio? Yeah. Remember that? That was a joke. That's terrible. It says it's just the owner is Qatar Investment Authority. So it is still yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is still them, yeah. That's still same family. Capitalizing on... Christmas. Love that was it. a terrible joke, wasn't it, when that came out? She got what? killed in a car accident. Hey, did you see Princess die on the radio and oh. the dashboard and the windshield? Oh. <laughs> that is so cold. Come on. Get your $2,500 out, honey. Let's go that force a, somebody out. It is an amazing well, you just go, you buy, you buy. If you're going to buy Christmas gifts, you go there, you buy a bunch of Christmas gifts, and you buy, buy two gifts, that's $2,500. Yeah, that's about right. It's an Herod's. expensive place. Oh, that's yeah, where we bought bloppins. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's where we bought Bloppins. What's we, Bloppins? Blow pens. Oh, blow pens, yeah, we went to Yeah, we went to London when I was, I couldn't a have been more ours. than, what, 14? Yeah, uh, I don't even think you were 14. A friend of ours had a flat there, and he said, use it any time. We're like, how about next week? <laughs> so, Jimmy Hayes. Yep. So we went. And it was Jimmy Hayes' apartment. And we took them to Harrods <clears throat> to see the, well, the cheese hall is... Yeah. If you like oh cheese, my God. if you like cheese, it's the it's the it's a, it's a must see place. But it's you know unbelievable. What? That was t- almost twenty years ago, and the homeless problem in London then was really bad. Yeah, it was really yeah. bad. Twenty, 20 years ago, oh, yeah. was really and bad. They, they were dem- they were demoing <clears throat> all the new toys and uh, blow pens. It's B L O P E N. Bloppins. We bought Bloppin. two sets of those and. Apparently, Andy found a brand new set that hadn't been opened or something. Yeah, like recently. six months ago or so. Oh, you did? So I had a good shelf wow. life. We found, <laughs> yeah, we found the blow pens. They had been opened, but they still worked. See? Somehow. Parrot's quality. So we brought them to Melissa's friend's house and gave them to her kids, and they did blow pen stuff all night. So just, what do you just blow the ink on uh, yeah, I guess I don't even know if it's something that still exists. It just was kind of like a little bit of paint in there that you could just yeah, you know, exactly. Blow you blow in the back, and it it's like it's it almost like a it. manual spray paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's it? We had them at um, FAO Schwartz a long time ago too. Oh, did they? they? Were like a big thing for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can get them. Yeah, high end, high end. I think Crayola has them. Crayola does. Bloppins. Well, they had some type of. Little marker thing that they had. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Kristen. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Why do people think this song is filthy? Because you can't understand what the hell they're saying. Oh, so they just assume it's filthy? Yeah, pretty much. Because they, they say something about stick my finger somewhere, but that's not what he says. No, there's nowhere no. in the lyrics that says that. No. Well, that's like every single oh, rock song that came out between like 1960 and 1980. It's like, oh, do you yeah. know this song's actually about, yeah. Yeah, they do. They, oh, yeah. they do Literally that Literally every song is <clears throat> actually about something else, but it yes. never is. Yeah. It's actually about Paul's death. Yeah, yeah. Paul and then, died yeah. at 28 if, you right. know what I'm saying, if he's I still alive. Paul. I buried Paul. <laughs> How old was John Lennon when he got killed? Wasn't he only like about 38 or something? Oh, I think he was I think he was 40. 40. He? Yeah. 40? 41. <clears throat> was he? He was almost exactly 40. Okay. God, he gets mowed down in the streets. And you know what's so funny about that? When it happened, I thought, oh, God, he was kind of old. <laughs> it was only 40. Wow. It's like, oh, God. That picture, though, have you seen that picture of prior to him getting assassinated? He's standing there with, um, oh, my God, the guy that shot him. Oh, uh, yeah, Mark David Chapman. Mark Chapman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's standing there having him sign his album. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Was. Oh, yeah. It was. And, like, an yep. hour God. later, he shot Weird. him. 
is very bizarre. Oh, that's gross. It is mm-hmm. really gross. It's all true. Uh, this is real nice. You guys ever fly Southwest Airlines? I never have. For sure. I've been on it. We used to when I was a lot younger. I don't think I have. Yeah. I have a friend that They're flies great. exclusively Southwest. They're probably really? the last good airlines left. Oh, really? Because uh, maybe yeah, there, there aren't any good ones left because 38 Southwest jets lack proper paperwork. They were not inspected properly. That is Uh-oh. not good news. No. Mm. That's an important That's thing to do. Scary. Yeah. That's really scary. What do you mean you didn't inspect the plane? What the hell? Yeah, could you please do that? Can you keep it in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> they have. I have a friend that she's Jamaican. And she lives in Miami now, and she Southwest has open boarding, so you oh, can yeah. just like yeah. go in Going and get a seat, like a bus. Oh. And she's like, Southwest in America, everybody can handle it. Like everybody just goes and gets their seat. She's like, but in Jamaica, it's just like a complete disaster. Everybody's yelling at everybody else because they <laughs> wanted some seat. And oh, she's, they like, want a specific she's like, seat? Jamaicans are just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaicans are ridiculous. <laughs> She's well, like, she's Jamaican. She should know. The last Southwest flight she was on, she was like live Instagram of her. She's like, the flight attendant was just like, you all need to just take your seats and calm down. We've got to get going. <laughs> we have to get going. Calm down. We have to get going. Seriously, it was like, look at the seat next to you and sit there. We have to leave. I, 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 I don't like that disorder. Either yeah, I'm like I'm yeah. sorry. I think people, there's no disorder. Well, there is disorder. No, there isn't. You're in Jamaica. In Jamaica. That's why you don't go to Jamaica. There you go. <laughs> China <laughs> is a similar. They don't. They don't line up. They don't. They just all like sort of rush up to the counter. Oh yeah. My God, see, what I a don't like that. Idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're asking for people and to be pushing kind of push and shoving. Away, I'm like, oh, I'll, I can push my way. I'm very short. Mm-hmm. Watch out. <laughs> Just wiggle yeah. between. Unbelievable. Yeah, you can just wiggle between everybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I prefer the, at least the zones or something. Mm-hmm. A zone. Give me a zone. Well, this is better zone. than the zone. It's a spot that you line up at. It's even better than a zone. Well, now it's getting. It's, what were you? You were just looking at United, where they. Yeah, United. Okay, so the cab uh, cabin, just the the main cabin, isn't the main cabin anymore. No. You've got you've, the, the there's ca- basic the economy. Basic economy, which is like the toilet seats. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like. Toilet seats, yeah. And then there's. Economy. Like economy, which is back of the which wing. Which is like. I think. Uh, which was rows 17 and back. Yep. And then you've got over the wing, and then you've got premium economy. You've got like four to five I classes, know. depending on how big the airplane is now. And, so and Delta's done the you same thing. You can't even bring a carry-on bag with. It's yeah, you have to crazy. pay for carry-on. You have to pay for uh, yes. And I, what I understand is all, all the aren't the airlines making like record money, mm-hmm. profits? Yes, they are. Well, there are only they four of them left. For bags now, which is probably over a decade ago. Yeah, so why that was the big game changer for their profit. Making more money because mm. people have to check bags well, most. But, they're also so, filling the airlines with cheap seats. Yeah. They're also filling the, yeah, they the are. planes. Yeah. The planes are absolutely full. It's I'm never finding cheap seats. My God, everything's <laughs> just say, a fortune. I was going to say on United, it was like on United, coach. it was like book it, and it was just like okay, this is the price of it. It was you know like 120 dollars per person or whatever. But then by the time you got to well, I want to be able to bring the carry on, so that was 30 extra dollars, yeah. and oh, I want to be able to. Whatever, that's another fifty. Would you like a would you like a life saving device? Basic economy. (laughs) Yes. Because honestly, by the time you're done with basic economy, it costs more than a regular economy. It does, yes. It's ridiculous. You have to be really careful with that. That's how Spirit makes all their money because they're like, oh, you want to bring a bag? It's forty bucks. Oh, you want a a seat assignment? Oh, that's another sixty bucks. And by the time you go, you're like, I could have been on American or United for that same price. Right. In Southwest. They don't charge your bags. Or no, they don't. Exactly. Two free bags. Boom. Done. Really? Checked. Now, if they just did the paperwork, yep. it'd be great. <laughs> You're <laughs> kidding. We flew southwest from Chicago home. I, we did? Yep. I don't remember that. Oh, I do remember yes, that. we did. Yeah, because the other one was delayed by like 10 hours or something. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. So I've, I've only been on a southwest flight like mm. maybe three times. And okay. I don't, I don't remember it being anything fantastic. Mm. All right, Kristen. It was fine. Um... Oh, you know what? Actually, before before we talk about the this next thing, I do have to. I did find out who the whistleblower is, and it's Kristen <coughs> Bird. So, Kristen, we just found out you're the whistleblower that's going to be oh. uh, appearing in so front of Congress. 
So I barely know anything about it. I know just the bare minimum of what I need to know. So me being a whistleblower, it's kind of mind blowing. <laughs> How are your you and your brother getting along through this whole impeachment thing? Um, you know what? I have not discussed it with him whatsoever, and that keeps peace in the family. Yes. Answer Smart. your phone. I, you know, I, I have. There is a joke though, because at some point. Um, I do want to send, and I told you so, but uh, it's not the right time. And I figure, you know, if the election works out differently next November, and I told you so, it's kind of fun. Because, you know, the impeachment thing is just going to drag on through the election. It's been dragging on already. Why do they want to spend all of our money like this? You know, i got to point something out to people. If they think it's unprecedented... Uh, between state and federal taxes, if you lived in Minnesota right after World War I, the effective tax rate, federal and state, was 91%. Wow. How would you like to live on 9% of your money? <laughs> 9% of your income <laughs> you get. So I would <laughs> be, be a, a little careful. <laughs> I'd be a little careful allowing people to run these investigations that go for four years and never stop and spend tens and tens of millions of dollars. What? Why would anybody work? Yeah, well, exactly. Why, Why would, would you work? anybody no work? To work at that if point. you were keeping nine percent of your income, what would be the point yeah. of working? And you're absolutely right. And at the, at, the, at the worst of that, during uh, Carter's administration, where it was double-digit inflation, double-digit uh, unemployment, and uh, the tax rates were out of out of control. They were, yeah. A lot of people were working for cash. There were certain construction groups, yeah, that's iron right. workers were working for cash, and some some of that didn't get reported. You know, really? It's really, yeah, it's hard to believe that we paid all our taxes and they didn't. Is that what you're saying? That's right. They, that's what a great so, life. So at some, po- at some point, you end up with a cash-based system. That You get a yeah. cash system, yeah. a barter system, and then you avoid the taxes. And whatever that is, it's hard to say. But yeah. at 91%, you're in a deep. Well, weren't, wasn't, this, wasn't the federal tax around 70% when JFK got elected? Yeah. I think after the Eisenhower administration, it was like 70%. God. So it happens about every 25 years, the way it sounds. Uh, it might be coming our way uh-huh. yet again. Well, people can't live on 30% of their income. They just <clears throat> no, can't. No, they cannot. Well, they can't you're do paying it. for everything. You're just, no, you're everything's too everything. expensive. Everything is so expensive now. Okay, and Kristen, you have to do me one favor. When you send, that, when you send I told you so to your brother, mm-hmm. please don't use the, the, the phrase government paid. The government doesn't have any money. It's the tax money. The government has no money. The government has, has zero our money. money. Yeah, no. I hate that so much. When they say, well, it's government funded. The government doesn't have any money. Yes, tax Taxpayer funded. Yes. So cut the comedy is all I have to say to you. Elijah Cummings' wife is going to run for his office. Did you see that? No. No, I do have a question for you. A lot of what the far, far left beats on would be religion of the far, far right. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how can somebody from the far, far left, Elijah Cummings' widow, say, and I quote, his spirit is with me. So the spirits are okay as long as it benefits you somehow. Then apparently spirits are okay. Is that right? Whatever plays. I, but I you, don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, I just think religion has no place in politics, period. And I think that's really where everyone just needs to shut up. I don't think politics <laughs> has any business in politics, to tell you the truth. That is also true, oh and that's a whole other God. ball of wax, but it's crazy. I will tell you what, Elijah Cummings, uh, you, talk, you think I hit a grand slam. This guy, his wife looks like she's about 35, and she's extremely pretty. <laughs> so I don't know where he met her, but man, you did okay, Elijah. You did okay. Uh, that's all I know. But God, I was looking at the stories this morning. Kristen, the stories this morning are just attacker scaled kindergarten wall and sent 54 kids to the hospital. Oh, God. I don't want to read that. Well, I just... What are you reading? <laughs> Newser, probably. Newser, yeah. It's well, I yeah. just got this uh, popped up on TMZ. The producers from Days of Our Lives canned the entire cast. Why? Well, I, I can offer a lot of uh, insight on this. Oh, good. I just spent Saturday with the entire cast of Days of Our Lives because every year NBC throws what they call a Day of Days, and that is a oh. big fan event, um, and they do it at Universal Studios. It's huge. It's fun. Um, this year was really interesting because in the script, 
and and this started with Friday's episode and it continued on to Monday and it's going to go through for a while. The entire show is doing a time jump. So one of the characters was in a coma. They jumped ahead by a year. So everyone is 12 months ahead of where they were last week. Um, so the cast has been really excited about this because it propels storylines and everything else. So the cast was like loose and happy and having a great time. So they had this great event on Saturday. They all get to work on Monday and they find out that all of their contracts are canceled. And can you imagine? And by the way, let me throw this out there. They were not paid to be there on Saturday. It is a part of their contract. Oh, it's kind no. of lumped in with their salary. So oh. technically they worked for free on Saturday, promoted their show, and this is what they get thanked with. Um, they're on a wow. three-month hiatus. And um, they're trying to negotiate between Corday Productions, which is the producers, and NBC um, to see whether they will be renewed for a 55th season. By the way, Friday, they also celebrated their 54th anniversary, by the way. And so on, in all of this, you have to remember that NBC is launching Peacock, which is their streaming platform. My guess is that they're going to throw it on the streaming platform, take it off of broadcast, cut everyone's salaries, do less episodes per oh, week. So here but it comes. what you're going to see, if the actors are smart enough, they're all going to jump ship and go elsewhere because, honestly, there's a lot of opportunities if you're a soap star and want to go to Hallmark or to Lifetime. There's a ton of movies where yeah. you can make yeah, a lot true. of money and work less days. I like it. Andy, would yeah. you do me a favor? What a mm-hmm. shitty thing to do, though. Oh, would yeah. you find the audio for the Alex Trebek chokes up over touching Jeopardy answer? <laughs> Don't play it yet because I want to just kind of set it up if you find it. But you got to hear the audio because the audio is really, really cool. It's very, very cool, as a matter of fact. So let me know when, when you're ready, okay? <coughs> What's going to happen? Did they find a new host? For Jeopardy? He's not dead yet. I thought he was saying that he couldn't come back. Catherine, you're down there killing off Alex Trebek. <laughs> That's not, not very killing nice. him off. Killing off Alex Trebek. <laughs> Talk about racing in the rain. <laughs> what do you got, Andrew? Anything? I got an ad that we have to wait through. Okay, as soon as you get through the ad, let me know. Because Have you heard this yet, Kristen? I have not. Oh, God, it's so damn good. See, I love Alex Trebek anyway. I think he's a very smart guy, and he seems like a really decent human being. Mm-hmm. Seems like a really decent guy. And he is not going to be with us much longer. Yeah. No, he's not. He's <clears throat> preparing everyone. He is, yeah. Okay, we he all set? his interviews. Uh, yes, I believe so. <coughs> okay, here's Alex Trebek when he... Uh, I don't know if Kristen's going to be able to hear it, unfortunately. I'm not going to be able to hear it. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Okay, I'll tell you what he does, and then I'll, I'll do my impression of Alex Trebek. Okay. That. okay. Let's take a look at your response. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is We Love You Out? That's very kind of you. <laughs> Thank you. Cost you <laughs> oh. He started crying. What did the, the I couldn't? It said, it... "I love you, Alex." Oh, oh we, we love you, Alex. We love you, Alex. He wrote it as the final Jeopardy answer. The final Jeopardy answer. We love you, Alex. Oh. And he, st- uh, you ought to hear it, Kristen, because he oh. Alex starts crying. He's like, it's so touching. He's like, it costs you nineteen ninety five. So sweet. Oh. I'm gonna miss that guy because he is just what a what a terrific talent. I know he yeah, is a Jeopardy. Lot of fun. I've I interviewed him a few times yeah. too. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. All right, sister, another big week. Go out and do more whistleblowing and get back to me. Careful. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, words, words, words mean stuff. The whistle part. <laughs> yeah, the whistle blowing. Please. All right, Kristen. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you very much. We'll be back with the family.